Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thanks for so much for joining us for another week of Take Two. I wanted to make sure these two had not already been arguing without me because I like it to be all fresh. But I, I feel like you I may have argued about we something already. A little bit. We had a little bit out there. We were just kind of not, not arguing, but just kind of. Bantering Some sparklers, minor, like minor fireworks, which speaking of fireworks this week, I don't know about your neighborhoods, but it's been rocking and rolling for days now. And I think last night was the last legal day to set them off. So yeah. hopefully we can sleep again at night without the sound of bombs bursting in air. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about fireworks because there's been a lot of talk about them in recent years. People upset about possible fires, the nastiness it causes in our air because we're trying to clean our air up, but we're like, we really want to blow stuff up. <laughs> Did we go too far? I believe it was 2011 where I think we let more aerials go. And once we had aerials, people started just burning their money. People were so excited to buy fireworks. Was this a good idea or do we need to roll it back a little? I'm feeling a little bit like an environmental killjoy here because I want to roll it back a little. I uh, like our neighborhood. I know they're everywhere. So some things though for me that would be important. One is air quality is undeniably a hard issue in Utah. And yes. fireworks to just geek for a minute. Fireworks are PM 2.5 and and PM 10s. And so these go directly. Now I know it goes away. I know it flows away. But every bad air quality day, I read that Ogden City's worst air quality day last year was July 4th not the winter so i so but i feel a little bit like a killjoy and uh i think we can do things i think it would be interesting if our cities uh recommitted to some public displays that maybe gathered our communities um but it feels like it's a really big compromise for maybe a little bit of a joy and love i i i, I, I like know it's hard though things. the question is can we dial it back because people love to blow stuff yeah, up well, how's that saying go um How's it? What is it? Uh, rockets, uh, red glare, bombs, bombs bursting, bursting in, in air. air. What's that? Our national anthem. It is. Yeah, that, yes. Fourth Pretty of sure July. You talking Fourth of July? I Good know. Fireworks. Do we what really do you have hate to, America here? No, this is this is Americana we're talking about. We are going to absolutely light our fireworks and in, and celebrate this country's. And Shouldn't we just be setting off balloons at that it. point then? I was 10 with the little sprinkler, sparkler thing you want to run around with. I'm sure that would be great air quality. This is a holiday. It's a time we come together. We're not Republicans. We're not Democrats. We're not. We we're love not our country. Asthmatic. We're celebrating. We're, we don't we have not, health risks. Yeah. Now look. We, don't, we can't breathe. I, so we I will tell you, the, the windows of time where you can use them. I, I mean, yeah. if you want to shrink it just to the holidays themselves of the 4th of July and the 24th, I, you get no complaint from me. I have dogs. They yeah. do not appreciate the You just need a deaf dog like my the, dog was. Or the, she didn't or the know. 24th. Right. Yeah. My dogs right. do not appreciate these holidays like I do. I never want to lose that opportunity. I love the fact that we, we like fireworks. And I do. I think communities get together. You get the little cul-de-sac of fire in your neighborhood right. where, exactly. where everybody's, yes. everybody's doing it. It's fun. It's great. It's a celebration. But, you know, if you want to shrink it down to the holidays themselves, 
you know, those days, I, I think that'd be well, fun, no, I, I don't say fireworks. It. So, like, there's a lot now that have, that don't have um, the same combustible whatever. Yeah, We're they're called the, they're, you throw them to the ground and they make a sound. Those they're snappers. little snappers. Snap it, we need more than that. We're, that is not land of the free, home of the brave stuff, okay? We need yeah. the, we need the, we need the aerials. We need Wyoming. Yes. I'm just not fun. I would get to get, get rid of them altogether. My son was trying to earn money before the 4th because he wanted to buy like a $100 pack. Oh. And I was like, let's just burn a $100 bill and go viral on YouTube. But <laughs> no. that's against the law. That's right. I know. That boy's on the I'm, right track. He's that on is, the right track. That is Blow a, and step That up. is Americana. That's right. Love so it. 13-year-old boys need. All right, let's talk about medical marijuana right now. Each equally controversial. Uh, I thought we were going to get into a pathway here where all was going to be quiet till it was organized, but it didn't happen. So this week, the state said they would pick 10 different growers or manufacturers to make sure that we had the medical marijuana we needed. They only chose eight, and they said maybe it was because we were going to have too much. Can we have too much medical marijuana? Is well, that a problem? It, well, it's a supply and demand issue. Uh, and uh, if, you, if you have too much supply, then the, the, the operators or the med specialized medical cannabis pharmacies that would uh, provide them would be hard to operate and see a profit if you had so much supply. So I think why they're are trying they suing then? Because the ones who are suing are the ones who didn't get picked. Right. They so I think, I think they still. want to be picked. I think they're yeah. just mad they weren't picked. And so, so I, I think, think they, what they're saying, I think, is that they qualified. They met the criteria. Correct. They weren't, they weren't crazy. And that the state said 10. And so why is the state controlling the supply and demand? Why isn't the market controlling the so supply and demand? So I'd have to look back at the so legislation because I know we set an amount. Square but I thought we were going to I thought we yeah. were going to grow. No, I didn't intend that pun. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to grow <laughs> into that number. There was going to be a set number. And then there was that opportunity that is if there was a higher demand that you'd be able to license more cultivating cultivation centers. I, I I don't know if they pared back the original number right. or if they're, if people were expecting the number that, that, this, that we thought you would grow into ultimately is the number that could have been chosen. I, I don't know the, the details Can marijuana that, not be like food storage here in Utah? I feel like if you grow <laughs> yeah. too much, you can it, you freeze it, That's you right. dry it. Can you not do that with marijuana? If you get extras, just save yeah, it for the next it's year. A, it's a whole new market now. It's yeah. your supply, I heard. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, your supply. Be, that would be a new market. <laughs> yeah. no, Everybody so, needs some. We, what, what the state, I, was, I had a little role in this part before a I left the A small role, yes. We, we try to uh, find common ground with uh, different uh, groups. But what I think we're trying to do as a state is find a way uh, as medicine, not on the recreational side. And we have many states that have decided, Colorado, Nevada, uh, California that it's recreational but if it is medical cannabis for people that are suffering and need access to it uh, we wanted to find a responsible uh, but regulated way yeah. much like medicine is right. um, we don't have the FDA we don't have the apparatus or the scaffolding that medicine typically has so we don't just want to use the banner of the word medicine and, and mislead the public that it's medicine uh, if we didn't have any reg regulatory climate so we tried to find a way to when it grows to a certain amount, you tag that, you know what those plants are, you figure out if it's going to be a pill or if it's going to be a, an edible, which we allow, all those different things. So there is that process that's being stood up right now. In the meantime, though, I think the public needs to know that in the meantime, if you have a doctor that would recommend, not prescribe, but recommend medical cannabis, yeah, for, right. uh, you, it is legal in the state of Utah right now to have that. And so it has to be in a, in a, in a dosable form, uh, an amount that's dosed, which is So you can drive the across the border. You yes. could go to and Wendover. You, and you would, not be in, uh, you would not be on the wrong side of the law. It has to have a dose amount, and then you would have to be able to produce at some point that prior to being found mm -hmm. with it that you had a doctor that recommended that uh, for your health. And that is legal today. It's the, what we're waiting for is Utah's 
ability to deliver that in state, mm -hmm. and the state running something like that needs to be stood up. And so that's where you're seeing the cultivation centers being licensed and things. All right, let's see where the courts decide on that. I feel like a lot of people wish that they had some medical marijuana on. Was it Wednesday? Was that the Mueller testimony day? To make it a little more carefree Smooth and without the fun. six hours. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a lot oh. of talking. And uh, one quote here from one of our representatives, uh, Bishop, he says, the book was better than the movie. And uh, I think this is what the sell was from Republicans, that it was boring. We already read it. We knew what was going to be there. Did you watch? Were you bored? Full disclosure, I didn't watch. I watched some. Yeah, Listen it's a lot some. of hours. It's a lot of hours. It's a, it's a lot of hours. Um, okay, I'm, I am going to defend Mueller. Here's what I think happened. Yeah, a lot it's of people so are eating him alive after Everybody's his eating testimony. him alive. Yeah. So, so yeah. I, I think that the Dems may have made a strategic misfire there with setting it up. And we should talk about, you know, Democrats, Republicans, and the misfire. Mueller said everything, I wrote it down. He said, I'm a serious guy. He said, I'm boring. He said, I'm not going to tell you anything that you haven't heard before. So he was I'm honest. not going to answer. So here's what he did. He was consistent, and that's no good. He was boring. That's no good. He didn't play politics. That's no good. So we're jumping on stage notes and stave crafting of a molar where he said, this is exactly what it's going to happen when I show up. This is what it's going to look like when I show yeah. up. And he delivered just on that. But we want to see the reality TV show that, that Donald Trump has brought into our lives and politics. And we were disappointed that he didn't want to participate in that. So was he boring? Yes. Did he act his age? He did. Did he answer all the questions? Was he curt? Was he non-responsive? Did he do everything he repeatedly told the Congress that he would do? Yes, he did. And what we have to say is he didn't entertain us enough. So I say he did what he told us he would do. I found him credible. I found him, I mean, I, I didn't watch it all. It's too boring to watch the yeah. whole thing. But I think we're criticizing that he didn't play into the gamesmanship that was intended that day. A lot of people who are listening, depends on if you're a Democrat or Republican, Democrats wanted to hear that he could be charged with something, that he did something wrong, that that was possible. Did you get that um, from Mueller's testimony that when he leaves office that he could be charged or that they should go forward with impeachment hearings? So the needle didn't get moved at all. I walked out of that day listening to the pundits and everybody yeah. going, can't wait until Trump gets out of office because I can't wait until he's indicted. Everything that I believed was built on. Everything that Greg believed was built on. Greg was high-fiving that day with President Trump. He was joining him in the tweets of celebration. <laughs> like We both just dug in a little deeper knowing that our side had won the day, which was a bummer, which is what Mueller told us. Yeah. I, the needle did not get moved. Did you feel like a winner, winner, chicken dinner when it was over? Well, with? I think Mara was right. I think it was a misfire by the Democrats. I think that their their assessment was people had not read the report. Yeah. So if you brought uh, Mueller there for committees and had all the cameras on, that maybe his explanation of what was in the report would be must see TV and that it would, it would raise the public's attention and that there'd be some gotcha moment. I found I was actually genuinely surprised at. At, uh, he had a, he just didn't seem to have a grasp even on some of the questions that were asked. He didn't realize were based on his the report. It, it let it let me left me with the opinion or the impression that he wasn't exactly sure what was in that report entirely because some of the things they were quoting he was opining on or saying I don't know if I agree with that. And the the member of Congress would say no 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 that's it that's what you wrote in the report. Um, so are you I, saying that he had somebody I, I write his book was, report for him? Well, he had a, a lot of people. We know he <laughs> had a, a lot team of writers. Around him. It is true. I think that I'll tell you the one part that I have 
that's my biggest issue with this whole, you know, this whole circus. I don't think we apply the same standards uh, to one another, depending on the party that we're in. I just don't believe that you can have. They asked him the question. You have a lot of people that uh, attorneys working on this that are registered Republic uh, Democrats, yeah. and, or were at Hillary's uh, victory party that night. Um, did it ever concern you? And he said, oh, I don't look at the backgrounds or the political leanings of the people who work for me. Almost like an incredulous answer. Of course we should. If it were the other way around and the people that were going after uh, a Democrat president were all strident or strong, uh, strongly opinionated Republicans, would that come up as an issue? Of course it would. So I'm sort of I bummed that Greg so doesn't believe in public service. I, I do believe Because it. I do think there are people... He sounded like the former director of the FBI. I thought That's he, what he sounded, sounded like a confused... That's, he sounded like, I don't want to participate TV. in this process. I don't want to be here. I, I am suspicious. He, and, and he is neutral. No, I mean, but the I, one I thing is, too, I, I found he, he was, he did share some things that were not consistent. He had to be reminded that some of the things that, uh, that were being discussed were from his very report. Uh, he keeps going back and forth on whether uh, he did not find uh, the president was guilty of any crimes because you can't indict a sitting president. Then he would say, uh, no, that is not the case. He's, he's changed that story four times. It's gone from uh, it wasn't the case to that it was. He, even in between the two hearings on Wednesday, in one hearing he said, you can't indict a sitting president, and then he corrected himself in the next hearing to say, that statement, we did not base our judgment based on, on that directive from the Justice Department. Which so is not he keeps going back. It's not it even a hard a question. Right? It is, it's not, yeah. it's not a hard question. I don't know why he keeps bouncing back and forth on that basic question. I, Craig, he's not. I think he's that, not playing politic. I don't, think, that, I don't think the answer is political, but I do think that um, it, it wasn't, I don't think it was must-see TV. I don't think it produced anything. Even both sides had some pretty important questions they would have loved to have seen answered. That's part of Nobody the pro saw those problem. Questions Nobody answered. asked questions in these hearings. I did see a few minutes when I was on the treadmill, and I feel like when it's your turn to ask a question, you say what you want people to believe, and then somehow make something at the end to make it be a question. But I feel like just it's raise like, your voice. It's, yeah, it's just in there, and both sides are there to make a statement and make sure their statement gets heard. So sometimes I feel like these hearings are... I don't know. The committee members Not exhausted fun. me more. Yes. I, I was like, uh, and like, here we go. I also, just if I were delivering stage notes to the Democrats, you don't chop it up. You don't every other. You, like, let them run free. You go next, and you discredit them the rest of the time. So just if I'm giving stage notes, that's not how you set up your office. All right, so party. you need to go talk to them about next time. <laughs> how about this? We'll Why don't we do time. this? They, you know, the Democrats, because I don't think they wanted to declare a defeat after the, the Wednesday hearings, are continuing a narrative that they want to continue hearings, investigations, impeachment talk, yeah. all those things. Yeah. How about this? Let's talk about the issues they're confronting Americans and Utahns right now that that are important that that really need Congress's full attention. Let's stop that. Let's just you know how long until that runs its course? Was it Wednesday? I'm hearing it's not. I mean, how long do we play that game? I just think that the public, the cynicism will continue to grow, and I don't know that uh, we're going to win with that same thing being talked about for us. It is true. And the good news is, November 2020, we get a chance to decide who our next president is, which I think is awesome. So if you want someone out of office or in office, you have the ability to do so. If you have not registered to vote, now is the time to do it. Speaking of voting, Utahns have voted with their hearts, apparently. Utah <laughs> is number two in the nation for support nationally for the LGBTQ community. Does this surprise you, Mara? Because 
We still have issues. There's a tug and a pull because of uh, religious backgrounds and leanings in our state. Is this number too well deserved? Did they ask the wrong people? We have. What was the percentage here? I'm trying to look on my paper. High 70s. Yes, 77 percent of Utahns either favor or strongly favor laws that would protect LGBT people against discrimination in jobs, public accommodations, and housing. It didn't surprise me. I mean, we've had one of the strongest LGBTQ communities for a long, long time. Uh, it goes against sort of maybe our type and our image. It fits the individual Utah who sees themselves as compassionate. Yeah. Um, uh, we've had, I mean, we've had one of the strongest gay pride parades. We've had uh, these support organizations around for a long time. I am going to make a criticism of this, though. I think it shows how out of step the state legislature is with the feelings of the people. Um, they wouldn't address conversion therapy. They often water down bills in this area. They, do, they, they sort of bulk and give lip service to much discrimination aside. They've done a terrific job with that. But I think uh, that the legislature, I would like them to read the statistics more than the citizens. Like maybe they're a little more extreme. So yeah. does that happen? You look at the average everyday person, and I think they're probably more middle ground than sometimes who's mm -hmm. elected, whether it's far right or far left. Does the legislature need to look at numbers like this and say, yeah. we need to make changes? Mm -hmm. Because conversion therapy, I think a lot of people thought the support was there. It didn't pass. But it was a few years ago that we did pass something before a lot of other well, states yeah. so did and said, we're not going to have what discrimination. The, what the legislature has to do is maybe talk a little louder or, or let people know the degree to which we engage in those issues. Because when we did the religious liberty and anti-discrimination yeah. bill together, that, that compromise legislation, it was... It's a model for the country. When I go to those national conventions of speakers of the House or uh, national le state legislatures, Utah is often engaged by members of other legislative bodies of other states about how did we have a bill like that. Uh, this year, I know we talk about that conversion therapy. And look, my regret on that is there was time on the clock. There was far more work that could have been done. That bill was on, not killed in committee. It sat on the board in right. the House, circled. It absolutely had more time to be worked on. So whose People fault went, was it then? Look, uh, people that didn't have the political will to engage and, and talk to people that might not agree with them. You've got to have that bill had six legislative days left in a 40 in a 33 day, 45 calendar day, but really 33 days, six days, a long time. Right. It's on that board ready to go. Yeah. They should have engaged. But in that same session, you saw hate crimes legislation pass. OK, that's a bill After, that wait, I have voted. Years? I voted against that bill so many <laughs> times I can't even tell you. But this bill had some smart. Uh, differences to it, and you saw the legislature come together. Was it the backing of the LDS Church finally? I, th I think that was part of it. I think for someone like me who actually uh, did put in a good word for whatever that was worth, is that it wasn't you weren't uh, prescribing uh, unique protections to just certain people, any of us, where a crime or something done to us has a ripple effect or a broader effect of impacting a larger community, yeah. whatever that may be was being looked at or enhanced. And I think that's a, an important distinction. But look, that's why I'm saying I think the legislature does engage in those issues. I do think that we have let out around the country in terms of what we've done to try and find common ground that other states haven't done. But if people don't know that, I think, I think we the have legislature absolutely has been pushed out. And when they are pushed out, they will happily... I'm not going to say lead on that. I, I think that they have taken to heart when people have brought these issues to them and they have deliberated, but we've got a lot of room there because I do think, I think we have great legislators, but I think their representational slice of the pie is a little smaller than Utah is right now. That doesn't mean they yeah. can't reflect and be good leaders, but I do think there needs to be a sense of conscientiousness about the fact that they are maybe 
that, that themselves literally aren't representational and that they do need to look a little more broadly. Because um, you're looking, I mean, Heidi asked a really good question about, yeah. or the cues, was the LDS Church's support of it a cue for people? And I think it was, and I think that's okay. I, I'm a fan that says they're a, they're a player in town and, and we should respect that. But also we have to see how diverse Utah is and how inclusive we are and yeah. how okay with that we are. And, 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 and just for, you know, to consider this, and I know we got other topics, but We've had some changes nationally, even some Supreme Court decisions, uh, where lawmakers would have had concerns, even myself, on some issues. Like, I didn't want to see faith-based adoption uh, programs end, and they've ended. Yeah, the okay? LDS Church ended that. Yeah. The Catholics uh, right. used to have a robust program in places yeah. like D.C. I didn't want to see that end. But if you are only going to place children, potentially, with a, with a mother and a father, uh, the recent Supreme Court decisions would call that discrimination. And so where it would conflict with uh, religious belief, they've left that space. And so there was a time where I, where I did not want to see faith-based adoption agencies closed down. I thought there was a good that was occurring there. But when that Supreme Court decision happened and they've closed, right. you don't have that. I mean, we're in a different era. We don't have that opposition to, to worry Absolutely. about or consequence because that's already been decided and it was decided outside of our hands. So. So that allows us to now grapple with what issues are, we're confronted with. Yeah. And so that, that will get, that'll happen It'll more move. and more. Yes. Yeah. And I'm proud of Utah for leading number two in the nation ahead of San Francisco, the Northeast. It's a good thing. We'll take it that is. award. All right, the Salt Lake City Mayor's Race, that's an award some people are fighting for right now. And interestingly enough, we've been talking about this the last couple of weeks, uh, that there's billboards out there. And apparently there's a little hullabaloo over that because three uh, candidates got free billboards, Luce Escamilla, David Garbett, and David Ibarra. And those are out there for them, free advertising, because a PAC decided to put them out there. Not everyone got them. They didn't get to choose. Do they do any good, Mara? I see them on the freeway when I'm coming in. I'm commuting from the south end of the valley. So does it even matter that they're putting these billboards up? So first, I'm just going to declare I'm yeah. Team David Abaran. So people should yeah. know that as they listen to my response. So you got some free advertising. Well, no. Did you like it? Well, so I had nothing to do with the the buy. So yeah. the issue of the pack, the pack has the right to do that. They, they, they can do whatever they want. This is too easy. We should be really. You should be way more but, on the defensive here, <laughs> like I am all the time. But so one thing I'll say. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much billboards. I, I clearly don't work for the billboard company because I'm not sure in a local election that's where I'd put my money. I would put it into direct voter contact because, as you said, commuters are seeing it. Yeah. Uh, I, I am a Salt Lake resident, and I don't know of how many boards I see. I will say it looks as though some candidates have purchased boards, interior boards, as yes. we would call them, ones on the street, and I see those a little more. So the issue of pack giving, I think we, we, we should bandy that around a little bit, how much. It doesn't look like any yeah. of the campaigns did anything inappropriate, and certainly this pack, this pack, as we know, played in the last presidential election. I mean, the, the, yeah. these guys are pretty seasoned at this. Uh, in terms of would I double down on billboards for a good election strategy? Probably not, but hey, free is free, I guess. It's true. So should these PACs be considering maybe more condoms for people like Penfold? It's Penfold that's handling that's right. that, right? That's right. More of like the hand-to-hand, eye-to-eye contact with people? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I still, my, my first love is <laughs> direct. That whole made me uncomfortable. I, know. I don't know why. You I were trying to follow that, did, weren't but you? You were like, no, wait I heard a minute. About it, but just, you haven't seen, they have a picture of his dog from on them. Don't let your to, kids watch that. that I, she just, just said she liked more personal door-to-door <laughs> contact, and I don't know how he hands out his condoms, but I believe <laughs> that is his, like, I, yeah, <laughs> instead of Frisbees or T-shirts, he's got condoms. Are you blushing? Yeah, I am, actually. Every Friday I say it's 2019, it's a different place. I'm just trying to find my way. I really am. Condoms are not new, and we should talk. 
talk about those in uh, school. That'll be another week. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, All right. Can I just say, though, I yeah. think what the controversy is with mayoral, Salt Lake City mayoral candidates and billboards is that for a long time, and we saw this in the legislature, there's people that hate billboards. Right. There's like a whole, yeah. there's, it's, a, it's a whole it. demographic. It's anti-billboards. I don't get it. Again, I think that with digital billboards, we're get, these lines are getting crossed because if you go and you look at the Vivint Home Arena, they can have a digital sign. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, what what's a billboard now versus a shop's own digital sign? I, I just, I've never known that billboards were just such a politically volatile issue by in and of themselves. And I think that with the digital, with technology making those billboards, I think a little bit more aesthetically pleasing. I think it's pleasing. I don't think it's like the old it's a Vegas light bulbs that are just blinding you. I think it's. I think you can get a lot more information. And it's it, anyway. I don't. I don't. I don't understand the whole political drama of billboards. I think it's. I, but it's there. And so anybody that uses a billboard, I think what happens is some people try to tap into that anti-billboard demographic that runs around, and All right, so that's so, where they're getting. So three people may be losing because their faces are on billboards. That's right. Do you know what? We're losing out right now by an extra five minutes so we could talk forever on this pod of the cast because Ice Cube's in the house, and yeah. they're taking over the set. So I'm we're going to call it quits right now. We have more <laughs> issues to talk about, but we will talk about them next week. And maybe if Ice Cube wants to talk politics, we'll see if he'll come back next week. Excellent. Yeah. The odds are not in our favor. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Subscribe Thank and you. tell your friends about it.